Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst. And today is November 2nd, 2020, which means I am on day 324 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. First up today, folks, I got a birthday shout out to one of the absolute coolest dudes I've ever known in my life. And he goes by the name of Diction. Also by his real name, of course, Benjamin Morrow. This guy is forever someone I look up to. As a kid, I wanted to be just like him. As an adult, I love Everything he's doing right now, especially, including coming out with a brand new album, and he just dropped a music video representing Portland, Oregon to the fullest. This guy loves his city, he loves his people, and he loves the world of hip-hop. So do I. We have always been close friends because of that. We grew up in the same neighborhood, and to this day, I still look up to him. Diction... Happy birthday to you, sir. You absolutely deserve to have a spectacular day. And everything that you're doing right now, working so hard to make it happen, I couldn't be more proud of you, man. I cannot wait to get my hands on your new album. And I need one of those t-shirts, too. Happy birthday, my friend. New movie review, folks. Tremors. Shrieker Island. This is Tremors 7, the seventh installment of the Tremors franchise. I gotta tell you, I still loved this movie. I have issues that go back all the way to the time of Kevin Bacon and the first Tremors movie. I loved the first Tremors movie and every single Tremors after that. You know, and don't get me wrong, it's not a quality film by any means. This is not great cinema. You don't sit down and leave the theater in awe after you watch Tremors 7. But if you're a Tremors lover like me, then you're just going to enjoy the outrageousness and the ridiculous scenarios and the fact that now it's not just Tremors and it's not just the you know, graboids and creepy crawlers that walk around and all the other ones they have. Now there's shriekers that fly around, and that's even worse. This time around, Michael Gross is still in it, but he dies in this one. This is the final time you ever see Michael Gross in a Tremors movie. I suspect this is the last Tremors, but I think that every time. And of course, with seven of them already... This very well could just be the beginning of a completion of 10 or even 20 of these movies. But a surprise actor in this film, John Hedder, also known as Napoleon Dynamite. I did not expect to see him in Tremors 7. He must have gone downhill quickly in his acting career. Uh, And I got to say, Napoleon Dynamite was a fluke. No one knew it was going to be as popular as it was. It was a low-budget film. They didn't expect it to be big time. And it was. 
So maybe that's why I expected more from John Hedder in his career. But hey, I give him props for being in Tremors 7. I would love to be a part of one of those ridiculous movies. And I'm reviewing this movie as follows. For Tremors fans who love ridiculous, outrageous, stupid special effects like this, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Because Bert dies in this one, the main character. But in its actual quality of a film and movie, for somebody who has never seen a Tremors movie whatsoever and only watches Tremors 7 and nothing else before that, I'd say a 3 out of 10. Only because it still has Michael Gross in it and it still has a not horrendous storyline. It, it, it has a decent plot. It does. 3 out of 10 for a normal person. For Tremors lovers, 7 out of 10. There it is. It was a fantastic day in the NFL, especially for me, as my Seahawks beat their rival and one of my least favorite teams, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, also the Cowboys lost. That's a double bonus for me. My two least favorite teams in the NFL are the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. I hate them. And they both lost. On top of that, the team who beat the Cowboys is the Philadelphia Eagles, my brother's favorite team. So it was a double win for me this week. And it was a double loss for teams that I hate, which is also a win for me this week. But I will say this. The Los Angeles Chargers have found every possible way in the world to lose after a double-digit lead. I could not even fathom them finding an additional way to lose after doing this for years and years, every single game I've ever watched. And they did it again, this time winning by a touchdown with one second left, and the Denver Broncos came back, tied it, put him into OT, and beat him. I lied, it didn't even go into overtime. They beat him by one. Yeah, the free kick was enough to beat him. Like, I can't even believe it, it didn't even go into OT, I thought it did. This is ridiculous. This just goes to show that the Chargers has have the worst defense in the NFL and always have. They can put up 30 in a game and still lose after being up by double digits. They do this every single week. Statistically, I am certain they are the number one team in winning by double digits and still losing a game in the history of the NFL. It doesn't really matter to me because I'm no longer a Chargers fan. Just like everyone else in San Diego, as soon as they left to be in L.A., I, I just I forgot about them. I was hardly a Chargers fan to begin with. I tried to jump on the train when I moved here. It didn't work. But I'm a Justin Herbert fan, and I hate to see him in a position where he plays his heart out and his defense just totally dumps the game every time. They're garbage. He doesn't deserve this. 
And it is a joke, and they are a laughing stock of the NFL, 100%. Well, folks, apparently Kendall Jenner threw a lavish Halloween party on a rooftop for over 100 people. And they were all seen walking around, not wearing masks, not social distancing, and the, the whole internet's in a stir because of it. But I say more power to you. You know, because the more celebrities defy the rules and say it doesn't matter to us, we have money, we're rich, whatever, then the more they're going to have to accept that other people will be doing this too. And hopefully this will change things to go back the way they were because I'm so beyond sick of this pandemic BS. I'm done with it. I'm sorry if they say there's another wave coming and because it's flu season, we should be extra careful. You know what? I still don't know a single person who even knows another person who died of the coronavirus. Now, I know some people have had it and they got over it. I'm one of them. I say, Kendall Jenner, not only are you really really good looking so i i just give you props for that madam but also have your parties make them bigger next time and hopefully that'll push the mayor or the governor to realize that they can't stop us and it's time to uplift these ridiculous restrictions and let people live again i personally can't wait for a day when i can attend a hundred person party without a stupid mask, not getting my temperature checked upon arrival, and just go have a good time. I mean, have we forgotten what that is like? Do we not remember what the world was when kids could play with other kids, when adults could go to a bar and have a drink and sit at the bar facing the bartender and eat food without putting a mask on between each bite or putting your mask on to go to the restroom. This is ridiculous and I'm sick of it. How much longer will it last? Well, folks, Black Friday is almost upon us and there are many stores going all in for Black Friday this year. Now, they know that people are struggling, and without that additional stimulus wave that everyone expected to happen before the election, which did not, people may hold back on their spending. So companies have gone all out to ensure that consumers blow their loot like they used to on Black Friday, old-school-style just dumping out money. Now, for gamers, supposedly Best Buy will have some additional random pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 that'll pop up instantly for Black Friday and probably be gone as soon as they do because of people online and sharks and people that are just waiting to get that pre-order. So you may just have to wait until the stores have available inventory of PlayStation 5s. Now, it's just the way it is. If you 
You know, if you don't want to be an online psychopath and sit there all day just waiting, I don't want to. I have other things to do. You're just going to have to wait for retailers to get PlayStation 5s in stores for you to buy and find a store that's not very popular in your area that might have one for you when you arrive. Now, some stores that are participating big time in Black Friday are as follows. Abercrombie & Fitch, Costco, the Disney Store, Kohl's, and of course, Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. Now, I gotta say, I'm not like ready to go blow my load on Black Friday. I personally, I order a lot of things online here and there on my way to Christmas. If I see something I think somebody would like, I'm like, oh... I'll have that shipped to my house. I do a lot of Amazon purchasing and things like that. Or I just give people money. Because I've always thought when I was younger, I wish somebody would just give me money and let me buy whatever the hell I want. I was a weird kid. I was hard to buy things for. Nobody knew what I really wanted. And for the most part, I just wanted weed. You know, so just give me money so I can go buy weed. That'll be the best memory I can make and the funnest time I can have. And I will thank you the most if you do that. A lot of people say giving money for Christmas is just worthless. It's just unthoughtful. Like what? You're not willing to find out more information about me and know me well enough to buy me a real present? Well, no. I mean, I know you well enough to know that you like buying your own shit and deciding what to buy with your own money. And if you're broke, then money is the most important thing. Because for some people, paying a bill or, you know, getting a bit of groceries for their family is what they really, really want for Christmas. And yet people buy them gifts that they end up thinking, man, I should just pawn this or re-gift it to somebody because I'm broke. And, you know, that's sad. So giving money is not a bad choice on Christmas. Judge me if you will, and sit there with your Black Friday deals, going left and right, fighting for flat screens for 200 bucks and all kinds of crazy deals that you find. I'm not into it. Enjoy the ride. I'll pass. <laughs> Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we all absolutely adore. And that is Real Stories. Brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankston Barbecusion. That's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And Barbecusion happens to be pairing up with Duckfoot Brewing this Saturday to showcase their delicious food with gluten-free beer at the Duckfoot Brewery in Miramar. I'm super excited. But anyways, folks, today I'm going to tell you the story about how I acquired... A PlayStation 4 during the week of its release even though stores here were absolutely sold out and there wasn't a pre-order scenario like there is with the PS5 there was no pre-order there was pre-ordering games of course that seemed like a normal thing but there was no pre-ordering PS4s it seemed they just released it the day that it released and they were sold out instantly but I happened to procure a PS4 the week that it was released 
tax-free. Here is how I did it. Now, I went around everywhere in San Diego to find a PS4, and there was none. There was none at Best Buy. There was none at Walmart. There was none at Target. There was none at GameStop. They were all gone in the blink of an eye. There was lines out the door the day that it was released. I wasn't about to sit there and go camping in a line to get a PS4. It just wasn't worth it. I'm not such a big gamer. I needed it, but I wanted it because of its super high quality 4K and all the things that went along with it, including the Blu-ray player, because back then Blu-rays were a big thing. I mean, this was years ago. The PS4 came out a long time ago. And the PlayStation 4 virtual reality was the big kicker for me. That's what I wanted the most. I'm super into VR. I love it. Uh, a lot of people get sick off of it or get headaches or something weird happens to them when they put it on. Not me. I love it. I don't get motion sickness. I'm down for the PlayStation 4 VR. So I needed that badly. And it was coming out around Christmas back then. And I was like, my present to myself is this. Nobody buy me anything. Family, don't buy me anything. This is what I want, and this is what I'm getting. But I struggled. It was nowhere to be found. I couldn't even order it online. There was no PlayStation 4s anywhere. But then one day, I'd, I'd say the day of its release, my wife was talking to her sister who lives in Oregon, and her sister was out, you know, Christmas shopping, just asking here and there, what would your family like, and, you know, what are you guys getting for other people, and just, you know, shooting the shit, as you would call it, with, with her sister, and just having a good time, and I overhear the fact that her sister in Oregon happens to be shopping at Fred Meyer. Now, in San Diego, there's no Fred Meyer. People don't even know what that is. They've never heard of Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer doesn't exist here. It's Kroger here, and there's no Kroger anyway, so there's just nothing. But my favorite store in the world, other than Winco, is Fred Meyer. It's the best department store ever. It has everything. It's clean. It's got top-of-the-line products. It's got lower, maybe middle or lower-of-the-line shirts and shorts and all kinds of clothing that are like brands you wouldn't suspect made Oregon Ducks shirts and hats and Nike like off stuff that Nike wanted to dump out. They didn't want to sell it at their own Nike stores. They give them to Fred Meyer. And the stuff is cheap, really cheap there. Not to mention, people aren't so obsessed with the PS4 coming out the time that it did in Hillsborough, Oregon, where she was shopping at a Fred Meyer that they were sold out. So we asked her to simply see if they had a PS4 there, and they had a bunch. There was stacks of them. Nobody had sold. Nobody had bought them out. They hadn't sold out even close. They hadn't even sold any of them. And they were tax-free, because it's Oregon, where there's no sales tax. So I immediately jumped up and screamed to my wife to have her swoop a PS4 for me from her sister and ship it to us, which they did, and I love them for that. It was the first edition PS4, which guarantees that if there's any bugs or any problems, you can send it back to them and they'll fix it, which did actually... I know that happened to my PS3. Not my PS4, it's been perfect the entire time. It absolutely has. I loved it. It was a fantastic gaming system, 
And it did its time. It's over. I haven't played it in a long time. It's time for the PS5, ladies and gentlemen. So if you happen to be at a Fred Meyer on the day of the PS5's release, and you notice that there's PS5s available for Peter Timothy Hangst, please, oh please, call me that exact moment and check to see if I still need one, because I probably will. And I will pay the shipping. I will send you free barbecue sauce and a smile and, you know, whatever you want. I'll talk dirty to you, anything. Just send me a PS5 from Fred Meyer. I know they'll have them. They're reliable. They're, they don't sell out like other stores here. And that is my story about PlayStations involving Fred Meyer. Thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Folks, we've reached the end of the Peter Gabbett Podcast, episode 324, and I'm going to leave you with a wonderful song by Atmosphere called You, because I appreciate you. You love the people that love you. You hear the Got off work. Huh. You love love.